1: Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22.
2: Here's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour. We are talking football with Ryan Jackson, defensive lineman, Cornelius McCoy, wide receiver. And we're going to replay the interview with Matt Roan from this past Saturday where we talk conference realignment and what's next for EKU. That's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour mckinney looks it the pocket
1: throws open receiver touchdown kernels we're not done yet
3: our identity is we're going to
2: press for 40 minutes we're going to play up tempo we're going to play with unbelievable passion and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports Welcome in to an all new edition of the Sports Stove, a local hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Serving Colonel since 2016, Mad Mushroom is located right across the street from EKU's campus and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. I like to go inside and have a seat, have my pizza right there in the restaurant, a soft drink as well. They're now serving adult beverages. Uh, You can try the latest pizza of the month. There's all kinds of great things there for you. Next time you stop into Mad Mushroom, make sure you mention the Sports Dope Podcast. You're going to get $5 off your order of $20 or more, or you can order online at madmushroom.com and get that same uh, $5 off when you use the code SPORTS5 at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Well, not a whole lot of extra conversation in this episode, but I do want to get you three great interviews I chatted with Ryan Jackson, defensive lineman, and uh, we had a phenomenal conversation. I could have had him on for a whole hour. Uh, Great interview and really enjoyed talking with him. We talked the defense, we talked the team as a whole, um, and lots of other things as well. Uh, Then we talked with Cornelius McCoy coming off a career day this weekend with three touchdown catches and uh, plenty of yards, 140-something yards as well. And then we're going to replay the interview from Saturday we had with uh, Athletic Director Matt Roan. We never got that episode on the audio version. It's only it's available on YouTube. Um, But I want to make sure that you could hear it because we talked about conference realignment. What's next for EKU? Uh, Where will they go? Are they pleased with what the ASUN has done? Those kinds of things. It was a very, I thought, honest conversation. Uh, You still have to read through the lines on a couple of things, but that's normal when you're talking to someone in his position so um, I thought it was a really good conversation so we're going to replay that for you as well Uh, so let's just get right to it Uh, of course we got a football game this weekend by the way on the road at SEMO then back home again after that so it's going to be a tough tough battle this weekend but nonetheless we know they're up for the task and how do we know that well because we asked And We're going to bring you, first of all, the interview with Ryan Jackson, again, defensive lineman, and I really think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, IPM Pest and Termite sponsors this interview with Ryan Jackson. He can be a pest on defense, and that's what we're looking for, but you don't want pests in your home. and IPM Pest and Termite can help you if you live in central Kentucky, Madison County, or surrounding areas. Visit myipm.com for more information. Here is the interview with Ryan Jackson. Joining us now is defensive tackle Ryan Jackson. Ryan, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. You know, it's funny. It seems like every guest I have on is from the Middle Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Murfreesboro. I got a lot of guys on the team from Middle Tennessee. I was talking with Matt Jackson and Joseph Sewell last week. And curious, how many of these guys did you have a uh, at least an acquaintance with in high school that are on the team now?
1: Uh, it's actually really funny. Me, Joseph, and Matt were all in this little group called, like, NPA. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice little, like, training uh, back home for kids around Middle Tennessee. Um, I mostly work with OTA now, and I get to work more Middle Tennessee, more closer to my area. But it was, it was great because I was a younger guy watching them play. Mm. So, back then, I was in probably around eighth grade playing inside linebacker, which <laughs> who knew. I wouldn't be playing that anymore, but I got, <laughs> to watch. I got to watch those two work all the time, and they were just – it was so inspirational. It was yeah. so really cool just seeing, like, man, kids from our area can make it to the college level, kids from our yeah. area do can go up and play at bigger schools, and it was just a great route for me. How
2: much are you working with um,
1: youth now? I actually work with youth kids a lot. My dad owns a developmental league called Game on Sports back home. It's uh, for – I believe kids from four to like 11 and we're teaching them how to play soccer, flag football, basketball. I get to referee in that league. Sometimes even get to coach. I actually coached a team. One of my kids came to the Sam Houston game actually. Uh-huh. So it's all, I work with youth all the time and I, I hope to work with youth around here too. You know? Yeah, Matt's
2: that's awesome. Cause that's one of those things, you know, I was never an athlete. I played hockey. Um, but, in college, and then uh, outside of that, my growing up situation didn't grant me opportunities to play, and uh, now I'm coaching high school basketball, and, and it's it's an absolute blast, and I think working with guys that have that, that aspiration, whether it's to go big time or even just to have those opportunities, right, just to yes, get out, meet people, play, have a good time, learn some things, because the memories made in sports, to me, are about as good as any kind of memories that you make. Yes, sir. Uh, And now you said with your dad's stuff, you're doing all kinds of different sports. So uh, growing up, how many sports did you play on a regular
1: basis? Throughout in middle school, I played basketball, baseball, wrestling, and football. So how many is that? Basketball, baseball, wrestling? Four. Four. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Main ones were football and wrestling, though. Mm-hmm. Baseball and basketball were just things I just so happened to be okay at and good at, yeah. and I helped our teams. But wrestling and football were definitely my main two.
2: Yeah, any any high school kid with size is the basketball coach is begging
1: yeah. to come, come out and yeah, play. 2-3, played, <laughs> played and I was always the middle. So yeah. all I did was block shots. I probably averaged about two points a game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You gotta have a role, right? You gotta fill fill a role in some some way. Uh, was wrestling the sport that helped you the most with football of the other sports?
1: It's funny story. Uh, wrestling. Uh, my wrestling coach uh, who got me started was John Kramer at uh, Wilson Central, and uh, me and his son Michael Kramer played on the same football team with my dad coaching. Mm. And Coach Kramer had told my dad football would help you. I mean, wrestling would help you in football. So my dad signed me up the next day. It's honest. It's honestly been great, uh, especially wrestling at a high level in, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn a lot of leverage, a lot of angles that a lot of people probably don't really realize you can use. You get a lot of different type of leverage stuff on offensive linemen, especially at my spot nose Noseguard. Mm-hmm. So on blocks and just moving people's ways and contorting people's bodies in different ways that w- made it easier to get them to the ground or made it easier on me to hold my balance. That's That's mostly what wrestling helped me with.
2: Uh, now Chase Lasseter said uh, he wants to go fight MMA at yeah. some point. Uh, he has some wrestling background too. Uh, your wrestling and football background—does that
1: ever intrigue you? Uh, no, I've always wanted to do the training for the MMA, but my mom's sure. too handsome to get my face messed up. So <laughs> kind of that that road never <laughs> that never crossed my mind. I, I would love to do the training for it because I I think the training is that's the biggest thing with wrestlers and fighters in general. The training is intense and it keeps you in shape and the training is something I've wanted to do. I'll have to get to it eventually, but if I could do anything with MMA, it wouldn't be punching. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: so far this season, you got 16 tackles, uh one tackle for loss. The defensive line group, I've talked with um several of the defensive linemen, even with some of the defensive linemen's mothers. Mm -hmm. And the defensive line group seems to be unique. I say that. I guess the whole team seems to get along really well, but that defensive line room just seems to be really connected. Is that is that true?
1: That's very true. Uh we connect in and off the field. Uh it's hard to say like we're the veterans of the group, but that's kind of what our coach told us today. Like we it's on our shoulders. We have probably the most experience out of the defense coming back. And uh I I can't lie, to me, TK, Katie, Shane, Haney, all the guys, David, Bake. Any of them knows how I stay them by name because that's we're friends. Like, yeah, it, it's it's real. We really do trust each other, and we really do love each other, and we really we go out there and we expect who's ever out there to dominate for us to get a stop for and it, to make.
2: Yeah, and you're talking about experience. I mean, Shane's been at the university for eight years, ten years, twelve years, something like that. I think it's six years. Uh He's been around. And, but you've got guys that have been in other places and transferred in as well. You've been here, this is your third season. Um, you know, so it's, it's not a young group necessarily, which is, makes you the veterans, uh, but the versatility that, that comes in um, and it seems like this year, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Sam Houston, uh, I know it didn't end the way you guys wanted it to, but I thought the defense played a heck of a game against Sam Houston um, last weekend. I wouldn't say the defense played bad, but fifty-three points is fifty-three points at <laughs> exactly. the same time. <laughs> so, exactly. um, where, how do you guys find the consistency, or is it just the opponents are different and the the you know the strengths of the opponents are, have been different?
1: Uh, we preach consistency in practice every day, and that's what we try and go out there and do. And yeah, we make mistakes. We make little mistakes. It just so happens on the mistakes we had, they ended up scoring. Um, mm-hmm. And we had mistakes in the same Houston game that didn't cost us nearly as many points, but it, it's something that we have to work on in practice. We have to work on the little details more and more, more particularly each day. Um, I can tell you from a D line standpoint, we uh, we're confident in whoever we play each week that we're going to be the more dominating factor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you watch the games; that's how we really feel, and that's how it looks. Uh, I think I think we go in with the strategy that works, and it's up to us to make the right decisions up to us to make the right choices. And that's our choice to make.
2: Yeah. The um, going into the season, the front seven looked pretty strong. Mm-hmm. The The secondary was the question mark because there wasn't as much experience in the secondary. It looks like there has been improvement every week, especially mm-hmm. in the secondary, uh, which makes the defense better if there's been improvement in that unit every week as well. Again, I know that you guys are not where you want to be yet um but have you seen that does it feel that way on the
1: inside as well that there has been improvement every week it it does feel like we improve each week especially after that first week in eastern michigan where it it was a loss but we were kind of down after we knew we should have played better we knew we could have done better and then you come back the next week even stronger and the next week even stronger and you just see you see those young guys develop and it's awesome like Mm -hmm. seeing mike smith make his first start this week and having a heck of a game yeah we we've seen the potential in Mike. we see the potential in all of our players. And we, we love watching it, like, happen. Because, hmm. like, poetry in motion is like something we, we expected it to happen. Hmm. So when he finally got a shot and you see him make the plays, like, that that's awesome. That's awesome for our whole team. And it's exciting. It really is.
2: It was a career day for a lot of guys this past weekend. Cornelius McCoy had hit a career <laughs> day for himself. Joseph okay. Sewell got his first touchdown. Mike Smith got his first interception. Um, there were several good things going on out there. Um that game was so crazy. You guys were it felt like you guys were in control for so long. And then all of a sudden, about a minute thirteen left, they score, they go up. Um, you know, when when Parker goes back out on the field with a minute, I think it was a minute and one second left after the kickoff, something like that. How confident were you that this was gonna end up in your guys's favorite?
1: Absolutely not a doubt. They gave yeah. him too much time. But <laughs> Parker is the man. Parker's the man around here. We, you go in every game thinking as long as you got 18, you got a shot. Mm. As long as you got a guy like Parker, the most competitive person during practice, the most, uh, the smartest, probably the smartest person on the field. He he's not mm. trying. He's always going to give you a chance to win a game. And I always tell him right before, like you can ask him. Hopefully, in the next interview, you can ask him. I always go up to him. I was like, "We're going to give you a shot here. We're going to give mm. you a chance." And he makes the most of it every time.
2: And it's a talented team, right? I mean, the depth on this team um is uh, deeper than last year at the very least at at i think nearly every position secondary could still be although i think the guys in secondary are good they just needed time to, to progress um but i mean you guys run guys out there one guy gets hurt another guy comes on and it's like the drop it's just not a drop off right
1: yeah uh, i'll give I, I credit that to coach wells um uh, mm. because he makes it competitive for us in practice each day to where the next guy is probably just as good as the starter mm. To where that's that's the type of team we want—a next guy up mentality, a team that doesn't look at the scoreboard, that competes for all sixty minutes. And we got the next guy up mentality. You're not gonna, you can't wear us down. We got too many bodies, too many people that want to play, that are eager to play, that are all prepared to play. And it's it's just a good, it's just a good system we have going on right now. Yeah, some games haven't gone our way, but it's you can see it brewing. You can see how how we use people in ways that help them we're not going to put anybody out there in a position where they won't be able to be, to be successful. You it's a, it's a different day and age right now. The transfer
2: portal has changed everything. So now guys have opportunities to leave every year. Uh, plus you got guys coming in now that have crazy experience um, in some cases and, and coming in from, you know, uh, SEC schools or wherever, Um when you look at that, because now again you're one of the veterans on this team, being here this is your third year, you got guys that are going to graduate out this year. That's going to make you, uh, you know, depending on who comes in the transfer portal, one of the oldest guys at least in your position group, if not on the entire defense as well. Um, how is that transfer portal when you when you're in the off season? Does it play at all in your mind? Because I know you're not afraid of competition. How often are you thinking about, hey, who are we bringing in this year? Um, you know, who's going to be added to this room? Those kinds of things.
1: This this year is probably the most exciting for me, seeing the transfer portal, because you we bring we bring in guys that want to play, want to mm-hmm. play just as bad as everybody else has been here, mm-hmm. and it's the saying, if you want the smoke, come get it. We we're not afraid to play anybody. We're not afraid to give anybody a chance, but you got to work. You got to work just as hard. And you see guys like C-Mac that transferred in, guys like Kylin, Chase, Mike. They transferred in, and now they're having success. They didn't have as much success at the start, but they had to work they had to work and build their way up through the team and that's that's the system that we run and i i enjoy it because i love meeting new people i love making friends with everybody and i love i love making a team again yeah and it, during the summer you see all these new people and you're like oh i can't wait to see what he did, can do oh i can't wait to see what he's good at what he's not good at is he a good friend Is, he a, good friend? is he a good bad friend he's a good teammate all that kind of stuff and i think i think that's the coolest thing about the transfer portal uh we're we're waiting. We're waiting to see who goes in, who comes out, and it, it, if they vibe with us, it will all work out great.
2: Yeah, is we have, there? We
1: have a culture set here. Then we have a standard set that we hope that everybody who comes here wants to achieve.
2: Definitely. Is there conversations in the off season with guys who are like, did they come up to you guys and say, "Hey, guys, I'm thinking about thinking about leaving"? Um, are those conversations? Do those happen in the
1: offseason? season? Yeah, you might get a couple of them, but. Uh... Until they do it, you don't really have to worry about it. Yeah. The only time you have to worry about trans- somebody transferring is when you see their name on the portal. But you do all you can to encourage them, try and make them stay the right course, and tell them that their opportunities are all right in front of them. That's what Coach mm-hmm. Wells tells us every day. Your opportunity right in front of you. If you want if if you want a spot so bad, work hard for it. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't leave where you're going. Work hard for the spot you got right here.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, next up, SEMO. Uh, they're having a pretty good yep. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, um uh, On the road, you haven't been on the road for four weeks. You played and three no straight road. home games, had the, had the bye week, so headed to Missouri. Um What's ahead this week? What are you seeing from this team?
1: Uh From everything I've heard so far, the team's a big physical, has a nice running back that plays well. I, and I'm just talking offensively. Their yeah. offensively. Um, it's it's going to be another 60-minute game like it is every every week. Another 60-minute game. The goal is to go 0 in one or no, and one, one, geez. one to zero. us go one and zero, oh, and uh, I, we want to see ourselves be more physically dominant. We want to see ourselves. We want to find that killer within us. We want to find that heartbeat from our defense. That's that's one thing we have to show. We have to show that we're better than giving up fifty points. Yeah. We do have a heartbeat on this defense, and we do try. We do work hard. We got it. We just got to show that now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Efforts definitely not in question. No. <laughs> I mean, that's always good. Good to see. Um, where's been your favorite road game, uh, stadium, not game itself, but favorite road stadium that you've been to.
1: The most interesting stadium has to be, uh, Stephen F. Austin's because they're right. Everything's bigger in Texas. It's it's a big stadium, has big bleachers, Mm -hmm. has seems like three different sections of types of bleachers. They have a student section on top of a hill. And it's just probably it's probably one of the biggest stadiums I've been in. It, it it just feels big while you're on it. That that was probably the the coolest one for me.
2: Yeah, uh, very fun. Um, I was gonna ask you about Eastern Michigan, but I won't do that on the air because I've had some other people <laughs> tell me it was not impressive. But uh, I won't uh, I won't make say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing for you, I could talk to you for an hour, man. I appreciate this. Love um, having conversations This is my favorite. yeah. You're easy to talk to. And as an interviewer, that's nice. <laughs> it's nice to have someone who's willing to talk back. Yeah. Um, we're sponsored by Mad Mushroom this year. So I've been asking people, yeah, just uh, if you're getting a pizza, what, what do you got to have on a pizza?
1: Ooh, pizzas. Uh, me and my family are always fans of meat lover pizzas. We want uh-huh. anything I can put on there. Uh, my roommate actually kind of got me hip to pineapple pizza. It's not my favorite thing anymore, but it's all right. Uh, not bad. <laughs> it's, the better question is hard to find what I won't put on a pizza. Okay. <laughs> That's probably the best.
2: What won't you put on a pizza?
1: Jalapenos, some oh. um any weird miscellaneous stuff that probably shouldn't be on a pizza, I probably won't eat it. But chicken, bacon, sausage, put it all on there. Have you been to Mad Mushroom yet? I have yet to be to Mad Mushroom. All right. Your dad came by um
2: two weeks ago to our mm-hmm. show at Mad Mushroom. We do a live show there on home game days and uh tried it out, said it was pretty solid. So uh next time yes. I
1: with them
2: yeah yeah you have to swing by and, and grab some ryan thank you so much man this has been a blast um looking forward to what's ahead Congra- uh, good luck this week uh at semo then back home versus central arkansas the week after that um man congratulations so far on the success you've had and good luck moving forward and uh go colonels
1: thank you thank you have me on here another time now yes sir stuff like this thank you so much for having me awesome
2: .com. That's myipm.com. Thank you again to Ryan Jackson. And again, I just had an absolute blast chatting with him and looking forward to do it again sometime in the future as well. Our next interview for this episode is Cornelius McCoy, who had just an all-around amazing game. This interview is presented by All Around Roofing. All Around Roofing uh, takes care of all the exterior needs of your home. Uh, so if it's windows or gutters or siding, soffits, uh, chimney flashings, or how about just roofs, roof repairs and replacements, they can take care of you. You can call today at 859-489-5179. They'll come out and give you a free quote on the project that you need, or you can go to Facebook and look them up all around roofing KY. Again, they handle Madison County and all surrounding areas as well. And All Around Roofing uh, sponsors this interview with wide receiver Cornelius McCoy. Joining us now on the show is wide receiver Cornelius McCoy. How you doing, man?
3: I'm good. How's it going?
2: It's going well. Uh, We've got you coming on after a heck of a week. Seven catches, 145 yards, three touchdowns. Um, so. I mean, you were feeling it. It was, was. it a matchup thing? Was it just the way it the way it flew? Uh, how, how was how was that on Saturday?
3: Honestly, now that I went back and uh, we had watched film today, it, it was really just the play calling. You know, I felt like any rece- any other receivers could have been in my position and just, just made the same plays as me. Um, Coach Richmond did a good job Saturday calling those plays, and as you can see, they worked.
2: they did work. And, you know, it's funny. We've talked, we've talked with uh, both of the Jadens this season already, Jaden Smith and Jaden Higgins, Mm -hmm. and they both had games where they kind of took over. Uh, Of course, Dak before he got hurt had games where he took over. And, and I talked with Parker about this too. It's, it's amazing how, how deep the wide receiver group is. And it's like, he doesn't have to focus in on one guy. Uh, He can just trust that you guys are going to be where you're supposed to be. And just throw the ball to whoever's open. Um, you've been you've you've been other places. How how does this wide receiver group match up uh, or compare to other places you've been?
3: Uh it's it's no difference. It's uh same little brotherly love that we share with each other, you know, the um meeting rooms, everybody's just locked into what they need to do. Um we're all focused on uh on the next opponent. So it's just it's just uh as far as you know how the comparison is, it's just it's just, it's the same. It's no difference, no there's no jealousy in the room. Everybody's happy with for. Everybody getting going on, um, having a good game. Uh it's just it's, it's amazing. Uh
2: you played of course at Georgia State before you right. came here. Yes, um yes. your last year at Georgia State had injury uh plagued, plagued plagued season basically like that. How frustrating is that to go through injury issues uh last
3: last season? it's always frustrating to you know be on the sideline and just watching it. it's nothing you can do to help contribute to the team but you know uh it's something you can't control you know you can't control injuries not happening you know it just is really frustrating uh but it, it's not nah, it's a bounce back i came here you know uh eku took me with open arms and i'm making plays my name my numbers call so it's just amazing to be here
2: is there any one thing that you learned through last season through the injury issues
3: uh just making sure i take care of my body really uh Mm. you know as a football player you take a lot of hits you know you got as a receiver you run deep routes you stop a lot so Recovery is an important thing, and that's what I've been focusing on for this whole season, making sure, making sure I got good recovery.
2: So coming into this year, a new team, how long did it take to get uh, acclimated with your new teammates?
3: Uh, it, it didn't take long at all. When I first got here, uh, I was sitting at the table. We had one team dinner. I was sitting at the table by myself, and one of the teammates looked at me. He was like, man, hey, come over here. Like, You're part of the team now. So – it was they everybody uh, welcomed me in with open arms and i just took full advantage of it and just showed them that you know i'm here to win games i'm here to uh give you all my best and they accepted that
2: did you have any connections to eku on the staff or on the roster uh no not not really so how how did you end up just
3: through the, them coming after you how did you end up at eku <laughs> well it's – uh my old coach at Georgia State, um, Coach Landis, he uh, he knew Coach Cox, and they uh, had a little communication going on, t- trying to get me here. It's, it took a while because I was still kind of on the, you know, you know how it goes with the. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts
1: specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O, O, O,
2: O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: I mean, once you enter the portal, schools coming at you, and I just wanted to find the best place to fit. And Coach Landis talked to me about the school and uh, what they've done, and that's that's how I ended up here. That's awesome. Uh, this season
2: has been really special as far as the crowds go. Um, okay. You know, it's been a while since the electricity has been so uh, so prevalent, in and, and the game day atmospheres and things like that. We've had a couple games over fifteen thousand. Uh, I think every game over twelve thousand so far this season. Um, What has the game day experience been like
3: here in Richmond for you? Uh, This is like it's it's amazing here. You know, you once you come out, come down that hill, and you just see the fans just light up and excited to watch a game begin, and it just it just brings about the energy, and I and I love it. Like packed crowds, that's. That's, that's something you just want from every college. I know every college will want that, you know, a packed-out um, stadium. And it's just electrifying to see all the fans get up and cheer when, when you score a touchdown or when the defense makes a stop on third down. And it just, bring, it just builds so much energy, and, and you feel it. Like, you feel the atmosphere. Uh, you had uh,
2: basically a career day last week. Um, I think – was it your first ever multi-touchdown catch game?
3: Uh, yeah, like, my first time getting three touchdowns. Three, yeah. And it was funny.
2: It was like every time the ball went up, it's like, oh, there's Cornelius again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was such a fun game. What was that feeling? Um, I talked with Ryan Jackson uh, earlier for this episode, and I asked him the same question. When uh, when North Alabama scored, I think it was like a minute 13, something like that left, um, you guys get the, the kickoff and you guys get the ball back running back out on that field for
3: that last drive,
2: how high was the confidence level?
3: Uh, It was, it was really high. Um, We, uh we, we had some, you know, some, some plays to be called and we, we thought, you know, it was, it was kind of, I, I wouldn't say it was, I, I don't know, man. It was just kind of, <laughs> it was, it was just like, get down there and score. That's really what it yep. was. And, uh we got a great quarterback, you know. Parker, he, he tell tell uh the receivers to get open, He gonna get make he gonna throw it to you but you just gotta make the plays. Um and that drive, it was just like everybody wanted it. Like the whole offense wanted it. Like we had to score. We we couldn't lose this game, you know. Right. So we just uh all butted heads, put our heads together, and everybody became a dog in that moment. Like everybody like, okay. It's time to buckle down. Let's win this game. Let's go home with this victory so we can sing Cabin on the Hill. And like, yeah. that's just amazing. And I, and I love singing that song.
2: Yeah. It is like two weeks ago, Sam Houston, the defense was on the field at the end of the game. Right. This week, it was the offense on the field at the end of the game. And I thought last, I thought the Sam Houston game, the defense played the best game they played all season. Right. And just sadly, didn't close out, didn't end the way that you guys wanted it to. Um, this game, it was more the offense. I didn't think the defense played bad. The score makes it look like they did, but I didn't think yeah. they did. But the offense kind of had to take the charge in this game and had to outscore uh, a team that, you know, didn't take a lead. They had a lead early on in the first quarter, but then you guys led the whole game until that last minute. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, was there any feeling of not again? Like, because, I mean, just last week, the week before,
3: it was Sam Houston,
2: and it was a gut punch there at the very end.
3: Uh nah, not really. We we kind of had a feeling that we was gonna come out on top. We just didn't know how, like how it would be. We wasn't expecting it to be like the like the last minute, last second type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just came out and we performed at an elite level and everybody just did their job that last drive and came out with the victory. Indeed.
2: Uh this coming week you guys are back on the road. Haven't been on the road for a while. It's been a month. Oh. <laughs> uh had three straight home games plus the week off. Uh, Going to CMO, they're a really good team. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are you seeing from them uh, in preparation for this game?
3: Uh, We're just seeing a lot of, uh, like, they have this, I guess he's a star. That's what they call him in the defense. You know, he's he's a good player, and I salute to him. But we're just coming out and uh, taking the one game at a time like we do every week and preparing, like, like crazy because today's practice was crazy. I mean, the energy wasn't all there, but you can tell that the team was locked in and was focused on what they needed to do. Uh, we went uh, good on good with our defense and like the competition there was just like, okay, yeah, we're ready for this week. We, we're coming around. We're going we're gonna to get this victory too. So we just prepare for anything, you know? And Coach Wells is doing a good job of uh, keeping everybody level-headed and making sure like everybody's doing their job.
2: I like it. I like it. Last thing for you, Cornelius, and again, thanks for coming on. Uh, we got a sponsor, Mad Mushroom Pizza. So we ask uh, all of our first-time guests, if you're ordering a pizza, what's your go-to toppings? What do you got to have on a pizza? huh
3: oh, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not too good with the toppings. I'm just a cheese guy. I'm okay. I'm cheese only, you know. But if I had to say I choose uh, the meat lover. you know, everything yeah. on it. Yeah, that's what I go
2: with. The meat pizza. Have Have you had any mad mushroom yet? No, nah, not yet. Okay, you got to try the cheese sticks. Okay, uh, they're right across from the campus uh, over there in the shopping center. Uh, <laughs> you got to get the cheese sticks; you will not regret it. Uh, Cornelius, an amazing week last week. A very good season all season long. Uh, congrats so far. Good luck moving thank forward uh, this weekend at SEMO as well. And thank you so much for taking some time for us. We really appreciate it.
3: No problem. Anytime.
2: Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs and all-around roofing. Thank you, Cornelius. Again, a uh, great game for him this past weekend. We've seen receivers have great games this season, and uh, he came through in the clutch this week. So great job uh, there. And again, thank you for coming on. Our final interview of this episode is the replay of our interview with Matt Roan. And again, we talked some some real stuff on this interview Not just the flashy EKU stuff, but other things as well. And I thought it was a real honest conversation. So if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you stay tuned. This interview is presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. That's where we held this interview at. Again, you can visit Mad Mushroom Pizza in person right across the street from EKU or order online at madmushroom.com. If you order online, use the code SPORTS5. If you go in in person, just mention the Sports Stove Podcast and get $5 off your purchase of $20 or more. Here's the interview with Matt Roan. Matt, a lot of stuff going on around campus. Homecoming weekend, uh, stuff going on all weekend, and uh, kind of culminating on Saturday with football and everything going on post-football and things like that. Um, it's been a fun start to the year, I would say. Uh, we're almost halfway through the semester, maybe already halfway through the semester. Um, how, how you liking this year so far?
0: Well, first dog, you talk about homecoming weekend, and uh, obviously it was a busy week for us. Um, you know, yesterday kind of kicked off events with the signature events that our alumni development office has. How about downtown last night? I don't know if you had the chance to see that, but the family dog being opened back up and, and the block party that happened there—it was just a lot of fun. But uh, for us, you know, in terms of football, um, kind of at that midway point. Um, six games in with five to go and, and five important games to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, a three and three football team right now that I think is a better than a three and three football team, but every goal is still in front of that team. And uh, we can still win a conference championship. We can still get into the postseason. Um, really optimistic about where we are. I think we're a much improved team. Uh, I think we've gotten a little bit better every year that Coach Wells has been here, and uh, hopefully we'll put it on display today at three o'clock.
2: Yeah, tough loss last week. Uh, very reminiscent of that Indiana State game last year. Uh, I've talked with a couple of the players throughout this week, and and Coach Wells after the game. And I know it was that's a tough one to overcome, but they seem to do a good job uh, under Coach Wells of being able to get past those games, good or bad. Yeah get past those games and move on to the next one. North Alabama comes in or one and five. Uh, but they're, they've been tight in several of their games and they're a high scoring team as well. Um, you know, this is the second year in the a son and uh, the a son whack challenge. So we've seen these, these guys and, but we've got new teams in and all that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. too. So, how is that, as an athletic director, how is that constant flowingness of the ASUN slash ASUN WAC challenge, How's that been for you?
0: Well, I'll say, I, to your, your original point, I think Coach Wells has done a great job. I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, we
2: were out in soccer
0: together, and, and we were watching our team play, played uh, yesterday afternoon, and he comes over, and he does a great job of supporting our different teams, and, uh, you know, rather, we don't talk a lot about Sam Houston, yeah. now it's all <laughs> the time, and, and all the attention is, is dedicated to, to North Al, and... Uh, they certainly deserve our attention. You talk about them being a one in five football team, but they're, they've had some good games. Um, yeah. They've had some close games. So uh, they do a lot of things. As well. and, uh, for us, you know, we're having a second year. I know there's been some, some kind of interest in, in how that is and how that evolves, but uh, we're we're really, really happy with the fact that we can bring of our six opponents, five of them this year have never been inside of Roy Kidd stadium. So, you know, that causes us to to even think about how we operate where, you know, usually when the visiting team buses arrive, they know how to get to the locker room and we're having to adjust (laughs) and say, no, we have to have somebody there, a liaison to make sure they understand how to get into the stadium, um, and, and how to access the field, know those sorts of things. But, but I think it's been a great thing for us. Um, you know, quality opponents, uh, and and a part of the country that we want to play. uh, And when we travel, uh,
2: you're talking about quality opponents. Last year, when we got down to the time for the playoffs, that was kind of a, a, a knock on on EKU, just how the strength of schedule and those kinds of things, trying to get that playoff spot. Obviously, the best way is just to win the conference. Um, so when working on that schedule, working on those opponents, you talked about um, areas of the country you want to play in. Obviously, that helps with recruiting and things like that as well. Um, this year, went to Eastern Michigan and, and took them down to the end there, went to Bowling Green, and got the win. Uh, and those kinds of things. So when you're working on these schedules, these non-conference schedules and the things going on, uh, especially in the the way that the ASUN currently sits, um, you know, how how do you work that?
0: You know, I'll kind of go back. Uh, I've got a proficient, I guess, perspective or space having served on the the, uh, playoff committee. Yeah. And so I understand how those conversations go with respect to <laughs> who you play and you know quality win versus quality loss and how your your regional advisory committee ranks you and you know kind of what goes into that, what the coaches think of you, what the SRS, which is a simple rating system that is not simple at all, and, you know kind of what all goes into that. And last year, you know we did finish seven and four, um, but the reality is is that any other team probably as well as South, mm. uh, You know wins against an Austin P. A Jacksonville State, a Central Arkansas that in any other year are seen as quality wins. They had a little bit of a down year and so you just didn't get that bump. And so really that's what ultimately kept us out. But as we turn the page and we're always looking for ways, just like Coach Hamilton talked about with his non-conference portion of his schedule, you know, our guys want to come here and they want to play the best. Um, and so for us, uh, the move to the A-Sun was about improving our, our football competition, our all-sport competition, uh, how we schedule in the non-conference, about giving us the best chance to be successful and to position ourselves for a conference championship postseason opportunities. And so, I think when you look at us right now, um, yeah, we're three and three, but we're two and one against the FCS with an FBS win. Uh, yeah. We're not going to be punished for a close loss at Eastern Michigan. We're not going to be punished for a close loss at home against Sam Houston State. We still have one more opportunity to go on the road and play a school in Jacksonville State that's operating with about 11 or 12 more scholarships right now in their first year of FBS transition. So for us, uh, you know, we're, we're we're evaluated on seven in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so we just got to make sure that we take care of business there. Uh We've got some tough competition coming up. There's no doubt about
2: that. I'll try to ask this in a way that you can answer. Um, so I reached out to Ted Gumbert this yeah. past week. I, wrote, I mean, By the
0: way, I, I, that article was fair. It was good. I appreciated you writing
2: that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, thank you for reading it. <laughs> um, I, I reached out to him because I had talked to him back when they announced that EKU was joining the A-Sum. Yeah. We had him on the show. Had a great conversation with him. Of course, he's retiring and stepping away. But uh, I wanted to kind of see where his view was on the vision that he had. And where it's been, the A Sun right now is down, down four teams. Um, so basically, they either have to add to um, or uh, merge with somebody, or continue these kind of what we're doing with the A Sun Whack, um, or um, leave the A Sun. Uh, that's kind of the option now. It's hard to leave in one year, but um, I, the goal has been from everybody I talked to. You can deny it if you want to. I guess you would know better than anybody. Um, everybody that I've talked to from a couple of years ago even was the ultimate goal for EKU is to continue to move forward. Yep. And Ted Gumbert told me he saw the ASUN as a stepping stone for schools to be able to do that. Um, so is has the timeline ever changed with what's going on in the ASUN?
0: Um, you know, I think – when we set out to to build this thing, um, and, and really conversations started happening, I guess in the fall of 2020, um, and then we announced in the winter of, of 2021, I think January or February, right around that time frame. Hell, um, it seems so long. Ago. <laughs> uh, but for us, you know, again, we, when you look at uh, Central Arkansas, who had been in the postseason, uh, our our tradition of success, um, you know, Austin P had just been in the uh, quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, Kennesaw had been a top 10 team getting seeds. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville State had played for a national championship not, not too long ago. You know, we really felt like at that time we were building the best FCS conference in America. Yeah. And uh, I think what has happened, and, and and well, let me go back and we were building a be- the best FCS conference in America, the schools who aspired to be great, who wanted to invest in the FCS departments, uh, who wanted to associate with one another, and, and, you know, wanted to compete. What has happened since that time is that uh, two of those schools uh, have been invited to join conference usa and i think that speaks to hey we chose the right company right there's no doubt that um you know, for us as we built this league um you know kind of grew the membership of the asan large, and then specifically built asan football i don't think anybody has been shy myself uh, my counterpart at uca uh, dr brad t um you know several of us uh, have talked about Hey, we want to compete at the very highest level of football, yeah. and for because what that does for our alumni base, what that does for our institution, what that does for our community, and so, you know, right now, uh, are we a little disappointed that, that those two schools have have left? Sure, you know, because you 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 want to you know build it with them, but uh, we've never stopped looking at options, um, you know. The great thing about our commissioner is we've never stopped having conversations with him about what we aspire to do and what we aspire to be and and again that's to compete at the very highest level and the great thing about him is that he knows that ambition from day one and yeah. he knows what it is that we want to do what our vision is and uh we're looking at options to, to build together and, and certainly we'll entertain conversations that you know outside of the league and, and and we have those open honest conversations with him uh, every
2: step of the way as well yeah do you want to take an opportunity to throw any shade at western kentucky i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i won't even make you answer uh-huh. that <laughs> No, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Everybody thinks they know things, and uh, not everybody does. And, and, uh, but I know it's a fun conversation to have, especially for guys like me who, who, uh, talk about sports and always looking for content. It's a fun conversation because you look at those things. And I know years back there was an opportunity to, to move up and, and, and it didn't do it. And then, and then kind of now it's, there's a little bit of a waiting game, but conference realignment is crazy. I mean, the SEC just added Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. And, and,
0: and there's a lot that you can't control. Yeah. Um, you know, so one of the things that I have to constantly remind myself is hey, you know, you know, control the controllables. And then mm. that is hiring and, and retaining outstanding head coaches and staff that is investing in our programs. That's our facilities, you know, doing a lot of the things that whatever comes our way, you know, we're competitive where we are, we'll be competitive where we, where we want to be. Um, but, you know, one of the things you talk about in conference realignment that I, I think is kind of lost sometimes, um, you know, the A-Sun Challenge for us has, has been a bright spot. You know, yeah. if you talk to our coaches in football, uh, it's been a bright spot. Uh, and it's certainly not unique. Um, you know, the OBC, the, the league that we left, is part of the Big South right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Missouri Valley Football Conference is a collection of schools from the Missouri Valley Conference, from the Horizon League, from the Summit League, the CAA. Um, is a collection of schools from the A-10, from the Colonial Athletic Association, from, uh, I think, the America East. And so at the FCS level, you do see a lot more partnerships because not everybody competes in the sport of football. Um, but for us, we feel like right now we we made the right move. Uh, everything is, is continuing to move along. We're continuing to grow. We're continuing to invest. And um, EKU is going to be OK. I sure that.
2: And I'll tell you, you know, I've talked with a lot of assistant coaches this year. We did a football preview episodes where we previewed all the position groups. We brought the position coaches on, and I asked them, I think all of them, about, hey, how do you feel the, the university has done with supporting you guys specifically and all of them glowing uh, responses and even off the air, same thing. So they weren't just saying it on the air and then changing their mind when they got off the air. Um, the university is doing a great job of these staffs, and we're seeing these staffs grow, and we're seeing – when guys leave and our girls leave, then new new people stepping in, and it's always quality. But let me get back to—I know we you're on a tight time frame today. Back to the university, real quick. Alumni, you got the pictures out now of uh, of what it's going to look like. It's it's exciting. I think yeah. change is exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out where I was going to be sitting in the basketball games. I Didn't see my spot there, but um, no, take <laughs> it, ex- those seats out. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's looking good. It's it's exciting to see what's ahead. I know it's going to be a big process. Um, they're going to be Teams that are, that are going to have to play elsewhere. We talked about that last time you were on the show. Um, offices that are going to be affected, all that kind of stuff. So I know there's a lot of things going to be happening pretty soon. But how excited are you and how pleased are you with how that's coming along?
0: I think we're really, obviously, really happy. Um, you know, when I got here was um, February 1st of 2020, um, you know, the then board chair, our president, uh, President Fenton, um, you know, really challenged me and my team to say, hey, kind of dream up what we think that our not Coliseum can be and should be. Um, you know, there have been some kind of smaller concepts about engineering and some that so, you know, We kind of really went to work uh, with a consultant uh, that came in and, and came up with these concepts. that we've And, uh, you know, certainly we want to make sure there's several guiding principles in it, but that our teams have the best chance to be successful. And so, Coach Donna. Seats that they've set for <laughs> 60 years, uh, but making sure that we're making those improvements so they have comfortable seats with more legroom, better mm-hmm. sight uh premium spaces. Where if you want to kind of associate with people. You, people, you can sit in a suite. If you want to associate with 300 plus people, you can you know have access to a club and doing some of the things, taking the things that are, are really really great about it from the roof all the way to the floor ceiling uh, seating, and you know making those things better with some of the things that are kind of run the course of their lives sure uh you know making sure that we're improving those but you know alumni coliseum is a big one uh, it is it is more than just a basketball and a volleyball facility right <laughs> uh it's it's the home of our athletics department but but it's where we have orientation it's where we host commencement exercises so there's a lot of multi-purpose functions we want, we want to do even more we want to have concerts we want to have you know things that bring people in because we think if we can get them in they come back and they watch aw and they watch mm-hmm. push and um, so we could not be more excited about that, but we hope that AC um, and we, we plan for AC uh, just to be one of the many projects that we're going to do over
2: the next several years. I'll close with this. Um, you know, we've watched Walt Wells and what he's doing with the football program and growing it and, and uh, everything that he's doing. We've watched A.W. do what he's doing with basketball. We've watched Coach Todd do what he's doing. But the, the girls, I, I'm telling you, I had so much fun last year watching the girls basketball. Uh, and I was just, I was always so, not mad, mad's the wrong word, frustrated. I was like, man, we just need more people to come to these games because these girls are, it's so much fun to watch. Then you've got all the volleyball's improving. Soccer's been great. Track and field's been incredible. All these other things going on, baseball, softball, all these things happening. Um, I mean, just as an athletic director, uh, I i just got an athletic director position myself, but a very, very small uh, high school program. Congrats, and, uh, and I just kind of look now, I'm looking at it now, what can we do to bring this excitement that EKU has brought over the last couple of years, especially, it seems like we're bringing back the history of what the program once was. And you've got to be just ecstatic about that.
0: No, we are. Uh, for us, again, I, I get to serve and work with 12 head coaches um, with a lot of support staff that's around them and, and obviously their assistants as well. And, you know, I want to be able to look at every single one of them and say, you know, we're, investing in your program to allow you to be successful it's not enough just to say hey we're taking taking cutting, cutting but you still need to go out and win no it yeah. doesn't <laughs> work that way for us our, our our expectations have to match the level of investment and to me that's probably in the most simple terms how if, if i'm going to be successful in my job you know that's where it's going to result from but it's it's more than just investing in and in how we travel how we recruit it's uh how we market um, yep. You know, for us, we've been very, very deliberate in two words that we use inside of our department every day. It's how we engage and then the experience that you have. Those are two that focus on. So I think that our team... Um you know, non sports specific teams, Uh, Alex is here with us, but I think we are communicating probably better than we ever have. Mm -hmm. And and then I hope that when people come into their venues, uh, they see that we're we're celebrating that tradition of success, but also uh, trying to throw some kind of modern flair to it as well and and making sure that we're evolving with the times and that we're doing things here in Richmond, Kentucky on EKU's campus uh, that you would see at any other program around the country. I want to make
2: it even better. Well, I've got a million more questions for you, but we're on a time frame today, so we'll let you go. I really do appreciate you coming and chatting with me and uh, the time that you've given me, the time that your university and the sports department have given me uh, for this show, letting the athletes come on, the coaches come on has uh, been just a real encouragement, and so thank you and appreciate you. No,
0: thank you. I appreciate everything that you do to highlight, again, the the people that make up the department. And we're we're in the people business just like you are, and we're in the storytelling business. And so what you do, the sacrifices that you make, the time that you put in, the research, all those sorts of things, we are uh, really appreciative and and indebted to you for everything that you do for EKU
2: Athletics. Well, thank you very much. Matt Rohn, Athletic Director at EKU. Big homecoming weekend. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you, and you'll get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, 5, SPORTS5, 5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Sports Stove a Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Thank you to our other sponsors as well, IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing. Thank you to our guests, Ryan Jackson, Cornelius McCoy, and Matt Rohn. And as always, thank you to the university, Rickson, and others helping get these interviews set up. So thank you guys for that as well. We'll be back with another EKU episode next Wednesday. Make sure you tune in for that. And me and my dad talk just general sports talk each week as well. So wherever you're listening to this episode, stay tuned for another episode dropping in the next day or two as well. And here are our thoughts on uh, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.
1: McKinney looks, sets it the pocket throws, open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet!
2: our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes we're going to play up tempo we're going to play with unbelievable passion and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports